When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is gayish. This podcast is currently experiencing technical difficulties. Please try our podcast again later. <laughs> if you try turning it off and turning it back on again. <laughs> is oh, it plugged in? I only turn it on, <laughs> which might be the problem. <laughs> might be part of the problem. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And today... We're talking about... <laughs> what? I just... I just... I, I'm trying to figure out when to use my very predictable jokes <laughs> you, can we just bang them out right here can bang bang shoot your lady down shoot your jokes down right here yeah in a row just go do it uh i have some news to share with you okay okay yeah. sure that definitely yeah. used her name <laughs> yeah and then i just I actually the reason i started laughing is i heard you singing uh, you doing jack doing share <laughs> uh if I could turn back time. We're going to talk about share. <laughs> no, no, no. It's more like, if I could turn back time. Yeah, exactly. That one. Yes. Time. <laughs> yeah, he, he like does the finger thing too. Yes. <laughs> we are going to talk about Hang Diva Bracket Award winner. That's <laughs> And right. some other awards that she's won. That's share. Right. Yeah, that's right. uh, on our other show, Have a Nice Gay. Go check it out. It's great. Um, you did a Diva Bracket Challenge yeah. where people voted. Put You put divas head to head in every gay worst nightmare and people had to vote on them yep. um and share share one share one share came out on top yeah shares the top um <laughs> is that where you're did you have like did you know what you thought was going to happen on, at the beginning or along the way i mean obviously i did i filled out the bracket and failed miserably oh, right? oh like, who did you have to win who did i have to win fucking beyonce or somebody like that <laughs> like, fucking beyonce <laughs> to be fair she got an episode on gayish first so that's true really again among her accolades are <laughs> she, i mean we're we're just trying to make her feel better right yeah she's she's crushed that she <laughs> lost the hang bracket <laughs> um but first but first oh i was gonna mention before you do news uh uh november 8th is intersex day of remembrance also known as uh, day of solidarity um so we're not we're not supposed to see them we're supposed to remember them it's i think we see them on the most recent one and remember them and between those two days we've covered the gamut the intersex gambit gambit okay no no is it gambit intersex uh the intersex gamut <laughs> remember when we saw them <laughs> <laughs> this is remembering the day we saw intersex people it's a very serious day that's oh, very important. Sorry. I'm very sorry. That's okay. That was all I was going to say about it. <laughs> um, okay. Well, hi, intersex people. Yeah. I remember you. Yeah. We, well, and we remember to remember you. Yeah. That's not on brand, is it? Um, uh, so now the news? Yeah. Shut your mouth hole. It's time for your ear holes. News. 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 Okay, news the first. So just this week, Kyle, uh, the United States has issued the country's first ever passport with an X in the gender box, allowing non-binary Americans to, quote, live with greater dignity and respect. So we have passports that say neither male nor female. I didn't know just the, the letter X. government was going to designate who was an X-man. 
right? Like, <laughs> apparently, they're just honoring people who designate themselves as <laughs> being X Men. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Or not X people? X people. Oh, shit. It's <laughs> the worst way to describe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Um, yeah, so so the U.S. State Department announced on Wednesday that the first passport with an X gender marker had been issued. Did not confirm to whom because of privacy concerns. Yeah. Uh, it was later confirmed that the passport had been issued to intersex Colorado Navy veteran Dana Zim. Wow, that's funny that you said that privacy thing right before saying their name. <laughs> yep. Uh, who has been fighting since 2015 for a passport that designates them as neither male nor female. They, them pronouns. But Dana's last name is Z-Z-Y-Y-M. Zim. Oh. I guess. I don't know. Huh. Um, they said in a statement issued by Lambda Legal, quote, I almost burst into tears when I opened the envelope, pulled out my new passport and saw the X stamped boldly under sex. I'm also ecstatic that other intersex and non-binary U.S. citizens will soon be able to apply for passports with the correct gender marker. Uh, it took six years, but to have an accurate passport, one that doesn't force me to identify as male or female, but recognizes I am neither, is liberating. Um... Yeah. And there are, of course, lots of factors to uh, trans and non-binary people's um, challenges they face in the country, one of which is having government documents that reflect their gender identity. Um, and even though it, it may not seem like it, like, what's why can't you, what's the big deal? Just say you're this gender, like, if you don't present as matching your document or you're not able to get a document, you may not be able to work or access government services that you need. And that's part of the thing that contributes to the cycle of, you know, higher rates of poverty or, you know, other issues and stigma they face. So um, mm -hmm. that's, it's, it's much bigger than it appears, I think on the surface. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Also, why is gender on your ID anyway? Does that, is that that helpful in figuring out who you are? If you are part of the patriarchy, it does. I don't Ooh, know. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I, I think. <laughs> I, yeah, it's a good question. Like they're supposed to look at the picture on the ID and then look at the human in front of them and then like, decide. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's like, what is the use of that? And how helpful is that compared to, you know, uh, height and weight or eye color? I don't know other all those which I self identify or have not on my ID it says like 150 pounds or something someone just <laughs> typed in a number that is not me at all like it just it's like those bots on grinder that are 411 <laughs> <laughs> um I have no yeah I don't know what there no other what color are your eyes and I say what color my eyes are and they just write it down you know like every other thing on there they don't give a shit yeah, uh, I think my license says that my eyes are hazel because I didn't know what color my eyes were, and that sounded good. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good color. Yeah, you know. No, yeah, not I, true. I, th I think they actually are, or they're brown or green. I don't they know. They look brown from here, but... They're brown then. Okay. I should get that changed. I'll get that fixed. <laughs> Eye color, X. X. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, news of the second? Yeah. Okie dokie. So... Adelaide United midfielder Josh Cavallo. Uh, that's a soccer thing in Australia. Australian uh, soccer player Josh Cavallo. Cavallo. That uh, second 
thing you did for him was way easier for me to understand. Yeah. yeah. Has publicly announced that he is gay, becoming the first footballer to open up about their sexuality while playing in the A-League men competition. He's uh, from, yeah, Australia. Uh, moved from Adelaide, moved to the Adelaide club from Western United and uh, put out an adorable video just talking about how, like, I just want to play soccer, um, but also, quote, I am proud to publicly announce that I am gay. It's been a journey to get to this point in my life, but I couldn't be happier with my decision to come out. Adelaide United has made me realize football is more than just a game. It is a family. Oh. oh. You didn't finish that quote about, um, I just want to play football. Is that the start of it? That wasn't the start of it. He said that he was talking about how not being able to live his, his life authentically made it difficult for him to just enjoy playing soccer. Uh, No, but so he said that and he continued, I just want to play football and suck dick. Right. Exactly. (laughs) That's the full quote. I see. I see. I see. Yes. Yeah. 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 He's really good at sucking dick too. Yeah. (laughs) What would you rate him? Like what? Four, four to five. Well, he's, he plays soccer. So he's got the stamina. He's got the stamina. (laughs) Uh, Adelaide United head coach Carl Viert said Vert Vart Viert said he does suck good <laughs> and then winked and walked off. <laughs> Cavallo had shown tremendous courage. Quote, Josh is a tremendous young man and has shown incredible courage to be one of very few professional sportsmen to be this brave. I have nothing but admiration and support for him, as do all the players and coaching staff. I want all my players to feel comfortable and happy being their own person on and off the park. For Josh to be the best he can be and get the most out of his career, he needs the freedom to be himself, and I fully support him. Nice. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, we're seeing it more and more, yeah. right? Like it's we. It's unfortunate that we're still in this space of like the first, yeah, the first, the first in all of these different contexts, but it's happening more and more at like the the highest levels of athletics that yeah. people are being out and comfortable being out and largely being supported yeah Um, we're experiencing like within the past five years the the first wave the of of firsts among like professional sports teams where people come out and this is marks a huge turning point in lgbt rights and sports and equality in sports so it's huge and yeah but we're still on the firsts and those firsts are so important yeah absolutely well welcome to the tent Josh, did you see his picture? That's him. Ugh, he's beautiful. It's yeah, it's annoying. I know it's annoying. <laughs> uh, okay, news of the last. Yeah. Okay, so, so, Doctor Suthan Ulakanathan in London hired Stephen Hay to build a fence for him. Fence was going to cost 600 pounds. The doctor said, I'm only going to pay 300 pounds. So the builder walked out, leaving the fence unfinished. Mm-hmm. This uh, this dude is a doctor, Dr. Ula Kanathan. And uh, so he got real mad that the guy was like, then I'm not building your fence. Goodbye. It yeah. costs this much money. So what do you think that the doctor did? 
I don't know, probably killed him because that's how the last story like this ended. (laughs) Uh, In retaliation, the doctor posted two ads on the website Viva Street advertising Hayes' services as a gay escort in September and November last year and included his name, phone number, and home address. So to get back at this guy for not building the fence he didn't want to pay for, he put out ads saying, I'm a gay escort. Here's how you get in touch with me. Is he actually a gay escort? No. Oh, okay. No. I mean, either way, it's it's going to be shitty. I just, I don't know. I just was very curious about if it was true or not. Yeah, right. Well, um, no, no, it is not. And in part because, um, so apparently, well, I'll get to, I'll get to that in, in, in just a second. Um, the the ad the advertisement said, um, young thirty year old male, all types welcome, confidential. If free, come to mine. Will be in all day, most days. And then uh, shortly after that, because it was all the real contact information for this dude, he was at the pub and got a text that read, "Hey you." <laughs> um, he thought it was an ex partner, but soon was bombarded with texts and phone calls from men inquiring about sexual services. Uh, at court, when this went to court, he said, quote, it continued from a number of people at different times and was quite intense for the first month, every day and late at night and the early hours of the morning. <laughs> so I guess all of the, all of the times. Yes, all the time, yeah. <laughs> um, on one occasion, he had to rush home when his mother told him a man had appeared on their doorstep. Uh, quote, the bloke was so embarrassed and I felt for him, said, hey, I told the police this was a hate crime because these people would not know I might have been homophobic and attack them. Uh, the doctor was arrested in February and this week pleaded not guilty to two counts of harassment without violence. And uh, he described the guy as a, quote, cowboy builder, hmm. admitted to posting the ads and added that he tried to delete them but didn't know how. <laughs> <laughs> sure. He was convicted of harassment, ordered to pay a 2,200 pound fine, almost a thousand pounds in other costs. That's some unknown amount of money in American yeah, dollars. Yeah, no, it doesn't. There's no way to translate that. <laughs> uh, he will have to attend a misconduct hearing at the General Medical Council to decide whether or not he will be struck off for posting the fake gay escort ads. Like, Is struck off code for something? I think that's gay. British for you're not a doctor no more. Oh, I think it's British for jerk. Oh, well. You strike can, me off, dude. We can start, we can start that rumor, <laughs> too. Anyway, just first of all, I've never been that mad at anyone mm-hmm. ever that mm-hmm. I would like do something this ridiculous. Yeah. That's a lot of work to go into. Like if I'm mad at someone, I, I don't have the energy to work on me, much less like on my vengeance, you know? And who's yeah, like, I know I have an elaborate plan to get back at this person <laughs> that involves sex work. I just, yeah. and then, and then the, the other, the other aspect of this though is like, there are whole swaths of society that think the worst possible thing would be to be perceived as a gay sex worker. Yeah. That's what, and, that's what immediately I was like thinking about that aspect of it. Yeah, for sure. Like that's the, in- yeah. It's like, why, why is it bad? Like, Oh, when I'm, when I call someone gay, I don't mean they're actually homosexual. It's just like, it doesn't mean gay. It's like, yeah, but what you're not seeing is that is in the same vein of like the worst thing I can do to attack you is to, you know, call you a gay sex worker yeah yeah and send people to your house yeah oh man last thing Mm -hmm. who looks at an ad like that and then shows up 
That's yeah. To just like don't show up at the door of your escorts home without any previous contact, everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's some escort one oh one that people need to learn. Because had he contacted him, he would have said no. not nah, bra. No. <laughs> yeah. And this person showed up and talked That's, to his mom. Maybe he was drunk. Or some like some kind of like this is a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's true though that like you won't necessarily make the same decisions when you're thinking with your dick. Yeah. That yeah. you might otherwise. Yeah. It, yeah. Anyway, that's the news. That's the news. Um, well, speaking of other, I don't know, people that. Hey, Kyle. Don't. Hey, Mike. Everyone should have all of their shit now. Oh, Patreon. Yes. 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 We offer you things. You receive them. It's part of this whole package. Not necessarily <laughs> promptly. <laughs> but um, yeah, if you are owed a shirt or if you should have access to shit or whatever, you should have all of it now. At least everyone who, uh, for those who get shirts, like sent in a size and stuff. Um, So, yeah, if you don't have something that you believe you are owed through your Patreon benefits, let us know. Because at this point, it's maybe it's your fault. (laughs) Um, Unless you not so hypothetically live in Israel. That one's going to take a while. Oh, there's one. Yes, (laughs) yes. Otherwise. So, yeah, just double check. uh, And if you think you need something, let us know and we'll figure out. so I would like to thank the following Patreon members. Okay. Josh Copeland. <sighs> what? <laughs> Aaron Copeland's brother? Yep. Step. I don't know. Oh, step brother? Yes. Okay. No, he lives under a step like <laughs> Harry Potter. Um, Xavier Lay. That's a cool name. Sounds like a Magneto type. Um, yeah. Devlin. Devlin. Is it? Devlin's in the details. Yeah. Devlin's probably heard that before. Sorry, Devlin. Uh, Brian Jepson. Carly Ray, <laughs> right? Isn't yeah, that where you were going? Yeah, okay, exactly. that's the right thing. Um, Mike Lovins. Oh, <laughs> Mike, I Lovins you. He was, isn't that the name in that, in like Super Bad or what? Uh, Mick, Mick Lovins. Oh, he's, oh okay. he's Mick Lovins' brother. This is Mike Lovins. That's close enough. Anyway, um, thank you all for joining. If you want to join, then you should. Um, get, uh, and go to patreon.com slash gayish podcast. You can get access to episodes early, ad free, and bonus segments and shirts and. Yeah, all kinds of stuff. And we have a new cheaper video option. Yeah. Check that out. $10 a month. Watch them if you can. Nope. Uh, I like to watch is the name of mm-hmm. that group. So sign up for that. Yeah. Do you want to talk about Share? Let's talk about Share. Okay, first. Do you have more jokes you need? First, to first, no. Okay, okay. I don't know why I want to put a trigger warning on this episode. Oh, okay. We're going to fuck this up. Oh, yeah. Should we just have a generic trigger warning before every episode that's like, you know what? I think, yes. <laughs> and in particular, beloved gay icons. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to not talk about something or you're going to disagree with an opinion. And Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's okay because I love it when you hate me. Oh, yeah. Directed it, Mike. Mike made me say everything I said, <laughs> okay. except if it was good, then I said it. No, I agree. I, I, in my head, was just thinking this before. Whenever we talk about some, especially person, but like beloved thing in the gay community that we don't particularly care about or are not in that kind of like sub fan club or whatever, and we like look up stuff and say stuff, eventually someone will be like, oh, I can't believe like Cher was so important to me growing up. I, you know, 
almost became a business person, but instead I went into dancing because Cher influenced me so much to, I don't know, like she's the reason I met my husband or whatever, you know, touching right, moving yeah. story they have that makes her really important to them personally. Like we will get those. So I don't know. Yes, I am. Uh, wh- okay. What is your Cher experience to date? Like, how do you feel about her? What do you know or care about her? Like, where is she at for you? Hmm. Uh, Okay. I, I wasn't s- supposed to be a stumper. I'm. I like her, and that surprises me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, I think. I, 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 I just. I don't. I, I don't think she's particularly amazing, but has had this just irrefutable, indelible impact on world culture. Yeah. And there is a number of just fucking bangers that when they come on the radio, <laughs> I'm real excited about life and happy. Yeah. And um, is she a list? Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Don't act like that's a stupid question. <laughs> your weird I- idea no, of what's no. a list confuses me. Because no, so. in your world, Cher and Selena Gomez are in the same camp, which is not correct. Uh, because <laughs> if you take the entire world, yes, like. Let's picture where Selena Gomez is closer to Cher than me. Like there's some grouping there of them. If if Selena Gomez or Cher walked up to any place, they would let them in. Like whenever they go somewhere, they will get pictures taken. Like there's a certain level of fame and notoriety that you have. And I get your there's something I uh, she said that you would like um that I read it Which was she. Um <laughs> Cher. <Okay>. The <laughs> less important of the two. Um, <laughs> um she uh, some interviewer asked her of the current pop stars, Beyonce, Lady Gaga, Taylor Swift, what do you think of them? Does Will anyone have your staying power? And she was like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I like them all, but they, you know, are so early on in this in this career. So they just like give them a minute. And yeah. that felt like when you kind of put people in the categories, you reserve that ex- like for very exclusive people that have proven for a long time that they can stick around. So yeah. I, I yeah. think you and Cher agree on that. <laughs> oh, I, what are the other ways in which I'm like Cher? <laughs> She's known for dating men her for age. That's, oh. like, that's <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, how about you? Wait, wait, did I answer, did I fully answer the question? I, mm. I just, I don't, I don't really understand why she's amazing. Hmm. Like, but you think she is? Y- yes. Wow. I think I think her weird voice is weird. Yeah. And 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 like doesn't necessarily work for me in a, a lot of a lot of ways aesthetically. Hmm. But she's done some amazing shit yeah. and there's no like you know it's her. You fucking know it's her <laughs> when she's on yeah. and it's not like grating either. It doesn't annoy me. I'm just not like super like Beyoncé could fucking sing her fucking ass yeah, off. Yeah. I don't think that that's share, yeah. and yet she's managed to carve out this like superstar, ridiculous, iconic. Like we use the word iconic too much, but she's literally mm-hmm. iconic. Yeah. And, and um, anyway, I, yeah. How, how about you? What do you, what do you think? Um, I, I like the first time I actually felt like I was part of it or experiencing her actual career um, is when like, I remember the song belief mm-hmm. uh, on the radio, like being a huge hit. And mm-hmm. it was kind of like when Madonna and um, Ray of light happened. It was like, I didn't know these people before this moment. And 
people were talking about this in a way that was more than just this is a pop song. It's like, oh, she's back, and I didn't know what from or you know any of that. that, that. <laughs> this could have been like the Backstreet Boys who said, "Guess who's back?" Yeah, the yeah. Backstreet Boys are back from, from where? Where did you go, Backstreet Boys? You left and came back and never said where you went. <laughs> The back street. That's yeah, where they oh, went. That's okay. they, it's been there all along. Um, that guy, one guy had heart problems. He probably went to the hospital a few times too. Um, oh, and that one guy went to rehab. No, I know where they've been. <laughs> um, uh, what am I talking about? Chair. Um, so I, I don't have this like strong affinity that a lot of people in the LGBT community do. Um, I don't know. I know more of her songs than I realize, and mm-hmm. you know, is definitely withstood that test of time like I, I think also her connection to kathy griffin is how i knew like that to me is the gayest thing about Cher is um but yeah so i i know she's important and know that drag queens make fun of her i, I so i know a little bit about her also like not in love with her um but yeah if the song like life after love came on no, that's believe, believe. still. What yeah. did I? <laughs> if I could turn back time? Yeah. Well, anyway, like, yeah, there are a couple songs that those came on. I would be like, yeah, yeah, I enjoy this. Yeah. Okay. All right. Do you want to tell me the history of Cher? The history of Cher. <laughs> Cher was born Sherilyn Sarkeesian on May 20th, 1946, meaning that she is now 75 years old. <sighs> at least parts of her are. <laughs> Cher's mom is still alive, which is weird, and is 95 years old and lives in Los Angeles. Uh, They sometimes make appearances with each other, and their uh, their relationship is absolutely adorable. That's cute. Um, Cher really does come from a a very poor background. Uh, They often had little money. Cher... um, tells this story about having had to use rubber bands to hold her shoes together because wow. they, didn't, they didn't have money for for shoes and uh, at one point uh, really struggling between husbands uh, Cher's mom left her at an orphanage orphanage for a few weeks um, I guess visited her every day but still like it was hard on both of them it wasn't like a like a like dumped her off and then left it was it yeah. was a just I don't I can't take care of this child's like basic needs like yeah food yeah and yeah um which i mean to be able to recognize that take as hard as that must have been take action and then continue to like not be a i'm gonna now ignore this child and run away like that's pretty admirable yeah i agree um apparently share like early early on told everybody i'm gonna be famous i'm gonna be I'm going to be famous. Get ready. And uh, when she was in fifth grade, she produced a performance of the musical Oklahoma for her teacher and class. Uh, She organized a group of girls, did the directing, choreographing, and, but she was unable to convince any boys to participate. So (laughs) she did all of the male roles and sang their songs. Is this why (laughs) didn't, wasn't Cher the one we talked about that did the remake of uh, West, West Side, Side Story? Story. Yes. Okay, this is she has a long history of playing the boy roles. It's just gender gives no fucks. Yeah. Uh, um, um, now, whether it's because of that or not, by age nine she had developed an quote unusually low voice. <laughs> uh, oh, all that uh, time acting in the boy parts, yeah. she she had to work on it. Yeah, bra. Um, uh, she's a contralto which that's like the bottom of the range for lady singers, usually. 
anyway, uh, fast forwarding a little bit, uh, she met uh, Sonny Bono in November of 1962. Uh, and they, they, so they ended up, they eventually got married, right? You, you know who Sonny and Cher are, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Um, anyway, uh, but uh, at, at first, uh, he offered her to be his housekeeper. So I guess that relationship started off kind of weird. That's a <laughs> that's either very sexy or really off putting. You right. know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she, um, yeah, she she cleaned his house for a while, and then and then eventually he introduced her to Phil Spector, who's this super famous record producer from from the sixties. And then he put her in as a backup singer on a whole bunch of recordings, which I had no idea. Hmm. The Ronettes, Be My Baby. Be My Little Baby. Cher is a background singer on that song. Wow. Uh, Righteous Brothers, You've Lost That Love and Feeling. Hmm. Cher is a background singer on that song. Isn't that nuts? That almost like makes me feel better that it seems like she put in work. Like you have to start out doing things like... Cleaning Sonny Bono's house. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone in Hollywood has gone through the clean Sonny Bono's. Um, yeah, like be a background singer on a thing. You know, like I, I read something. I don't know if this is part of what you're saying. Like she had she had, had an early career under a different name and like had a couple things that weren't hits at all. And I, that made me very happy mm. in a way that wasn't supposed to be malicious because like clearly she made it. So it worked out for her. But hearing that it wasn't like she did a thing and then it was like, and now she's famous after one thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, it it was almost reassuring to me. <laughs> right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I don't know. I've said that about our show in a way. Like, I expected there to be just a like you do one thing right and then it goes viral and you have this huge audience. And instead, it's been the opposite. Like we've like yeah. it's just been this slow but steady snowball. Right. <laughs> 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 don't try to turn me on this late at night on a Sunday, Mike. I I think that's a current myth that we see people like Justin Bieber who did YouTube and then something the right person saw it and it exploded. Like that is such a rare thing, and a lot of people though see those success stories and think that's going to happen. Yeah. And it's I hey, it's possible we do one weird or dumb or stupid thing and... Pick a like, fight with the right drag queen. Man, we could really get that <laughs> fight down, right? Like, I've, I've really wanted to start a fight with someone, and I don't know who. Ben Shapiro. Oh, Maybe. that would be a good one. Fuck that guy. No, we should talk about how fuckable he is. He, <laughs> oh. That's... I kind of want to hate fuck him. Oh, for like, sure. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna hate right his dick. <laughs> um, <laughs> the whole time you'd be so confused. No, please stop. No, I'm not. I'm not gay. But wait, don't quit. <laughs> As he's no, never mind. I'm not gonna yeah. c- continue to explore this fantasy out loud. Okay. Um, no, I, I, yeah, I, I, I just think that's like one of the one of the problems of our t- today's modern is just people think that those stories are the common one and they're just yeah. not going to happen. I think it was Sheryl Crow that when Tuesday night music club came out, those are like massive, massive album that really got her started. Um, it didn't get her started. That's the point. <laughs> she, they, she got like newcomer of the year was an award that she got at some, something that I saw. And she's like, I've been in the industry for like 15 years <laughs> trying to like, why are you calling me a newcomer? Yeah. Um, like, n- newcomer to who? Yeah, right. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> ben Shapiro is a newcomer to my ass. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you were alluding to this uh, a little bit ago. Uh, she moved on from uh, her like backup singing that she started uh, doing, but then Phil Spector uh, produced her first single, Ringo, I Love You, which I'm going to talk about that song in great depth later. Okay. Um, but uh, that was recorded under the name Bonnie Joe Mason. And here's the thing. It, it was not successful. That <laughs> song did not do well at all. But there's a universe, there's a parallel universe in which that was a smash hit and her name isn't Cher. It's <laughs> Bonnie Joe Mason. And <clears throat> Bonnie Joe Mason just does not have the staying power. But know? if we like, said, <laughs> we're talking about superstar icon Bonnie Joe Mason, did you know she almost considered calling herself Cher? Isn't that, the, like, that would be weird if it didn't exist in our reality. That would be the weirdest name. I think, but, but I think mononyms are like, there's something to it. Like there's a reason that Prince and Madonna and Cher and Seal and like Sting and like th- th- there's something about that that like when you notice it, like it, it it's it's genius. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. I just like that Lady Gaga is really a mononym with a title in front of it. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She like <laughs> knighted herself as part of her. Like, yeah. Uh, so uh, she and Sonny got married in 1964 in Tijuana, Mexico. And um, then they very shortly thereafter recorded I Got You, Babe, which was just this crazy smash-ass hit in 1965. It peaked Do you at know no- who's going to smash-ass hit me? <laughs> ben Shapiro. <laughs> That's what I Got You, Babe is about, I think. <laughs> yeah, they were predicting. Yeah, the... The, the rise of the <laughs> <laughs> oh god I'm st- I need to get I need to get off this I need to get this off. oh like Ben Shapiro's dick yeah this is okay great weird, a weird path I've chosen uh this is going way longer than I wanted it to so let's see a couple I'll I'll just stick to the like the biggins the biggins um she and Sonny uh, were together until 1975 and then they they divorced. And uh, it's it's funny because she said that she sort of credits him with her initial ability to perform that uh, uh, basically he wanted at first to sort of just ride her coattails or whatever. But then she's like, no, you have to be on stage with me because she had stage fright. And um, there are some early recordings where like she's for sure singing to him and not to the audience hmm. to because he was like her rock or conduit or something Mm. anyway um she got over that shit though and like has didn't need him in the same way after a while um monster career right she's an academy award-winning actress for best actress and has she has an ego kyle (laughs) she hasn't she hasn't teed yet she hasn't teed yet but she has she has a big old ego (laughs) um it's a beyonce song yeah she she's she's she just got to get that Tony, mm-hmm. which she could. Yeah. Right. She is the only artist to have a number one single on a billboard chart in six consecutive decades. The 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the OOs, the teens, and the 20s. Not the 20s. Anyway, she has held U.S. Billboard Hot 100 number one singles over the longest period of time in history. 33 years, seven months, and three weeks 
between I Got You Babe, which topped the chart for the first time on August 14th of 1965, and Believe, whose last week at number one was April 3rd, 1999. Uh, With Believe, she became the oldest female artist to have a U.S. number one song in the rock era at the age of 52. Hmm. And um, I, I, I think... One of the reasons I think that everybody loves her so much, especially gay men, Mm -hmm. we have this like strong, powerful, flawed female diva obsession Mm -hmm. that runs through gay male culture. Um, And one of the most, I think, I think this is super interesting. MS Magazine, Ms. Magazine, MS Magazine, Ms. Magazine. Mm, Multiple sclerosis magazine. Yeah. In 1988, described Cher this way. Cher, the straightforward tattooed dyslexic single mother the first oscar winner to have entered into matrimony with a known heroin addict and to have admitted to being a fashion victim by choice has finally landed in an era that's not afraid to applaud real women wow that's a quite the background (laughs) that's quite the if you don't know who this is this is who this is thing yeah right right isn't that crazy yeah um and uh rolling stones jancy dunn wrote Cher is the coolest woman who ever stood in shoes. Why? Because her motto is, I don't give a shit what you think. I'm going to wear this multicolored wig. (laughs) There are folks all over America who would, in their heart of hearts, love to date people half their age, get multiple tattoos, and wear feathered headdresses. Cher does it for us. <laughs> the tattoo thing was something I didn't realize about her was a thing. And I I read because like later she got her tattoos removed. like Because then it stopped being unique or challenging the norm or something. But I didn't know like tattooed was a, a part of her story or anything. Like that's just, that's very interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think her tattoos, uh, that's one of the reasons that she got in trouble. I, I guess uh, if I could turn back time, that video is like the first video to ever get banned from MTV. Oh, I don't really? know if that's certain or not, but I read that somewhere. But part of the reason was because of her tattoo, you can see her tattoo through the netting that's on her ass, which that said, oh, that's her ass. Like, it's not some sheer material or like oh, tights. Like, oh, wow. That, that's her, that is her ass because there's ass. her tattoo. Wow. Anyway. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, that's the history of Cher. Not even close. It's like, <laughs> well, it's, it's also very difficult, I think, to like, she's been active and famous for 60 yeah. years ish like there's so much yeah. there's way too much yeah yeah um one thing you mentioned i wanted to uh expand upon okay and that is the fact that she's had a hit every decade for six decades great um i want to play a game mike okay let's do it i have a piece of paper oh, here god kyle and it has on one column the decades okay yeah and on the other side I picked one of her number one hits okay. and grabbed lyrics from that song. Oh, wow. Okay. And okay. I want you to connect the dots. I have to match the lyric to the decade. Yes. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. So while you do that, I'm going to read to everyone what the... Do you need, um, I'm going to tell everyone what the, uh, the, the lyrics are from... So from the 60s to the 10s... Uh, First one is picked up a boy just south of Mobile, gave him a ride, filled him with a hot meal. Some of these I picked because they sounded very sexy. And that's mm-hmm. one of them. All right. I know you're reading all of these, but oh, go ahead. they say our love won't pay the rent. 
That's I Got You, Babe, which I just said was the 1960s. So that's the 60s. Okay. I didn't know if this would be like impossible or very, like I have no idea what. <clears throat> um, uh, oh, yeah. Do, why don't you? Yeah, you can say say them if I, if you had. Oh, my God. What? I know the reason why we all forgive, we all forget, and just keep believing. That's not believe. I'm trying to make that fit in that song, and I don't think it does. Other one is pride's like a knife. It can cut deep inside. Uh, The next one is I've been brought down to my knees, and I've been pushed way past the point of breaking, but I can take it. That is actually, sorry, that's a quote from me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't ben mean Shapiro. to. <laughs> uh, and the last one, which is my favorite, is I'm too good for you. 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This is one of the songs that was probably not written by Diane Warren because Diane Warren can write good. Oh, God. Maybe it is believe. It has the word believe in it. That one's that one's the nineties because believe was ninety nine. Uh, and let's see, picked up a boy just south of Mobile, gave him a ride, filled him with a hot meal. That sounds like Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves, which is the seventies. Um, I'm too good for you. 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 That uh, 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 is just well. First, it's true, and then uh, but <laughs> uh, I have no idea. So I'm going to put that in the teens. Um, I've been brought down to my knees and I've been pushed way past the point of breaking, but I can take it. Uh, I'll put that one in the eighties and I'll put prize like a knife. It can cut deep inside is the OOs. That's there you go. All right. Uh, I think you got more wrong than right. So, uh, I feel good about that. (laughs) Sixties. I got you, babe. You were correct. Mm -hmm. Uh, they say I love won't pay the rent. They say I love won't pay the rent. You, 70s, you named the song correctly. That is Gypsy Tramps and Thieves. Thieves is Picking Up a Boy in Mobile. Picked up a boy just south of Mobile. Gave him a ride, fill him with a hot meal. Uh, the 80s was If I Could Turn Back Time, and that is Pride's Like a Knife, It Can Cut Deep. Pride's like a knife, it can cut deep inside. Okay. I just picked that because it said the word pride, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Um, so you got that one wrong. Great. Uh, the 90s was Believe. Mm-hmm. And the song with the word believing was not from Believe. Great. Yeah. That um, was my initial initial reaction. You, I, kn- I knew you were going to have a mic moment of like, I, wait, Kyle wouldn't pick this if it had the word believe, but maybe you did it because it specifically I, had the word. Like, I caved under pressure. I know. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> it's good. It made, You made me feel good, which is what this <laughs> game is about. Ben Shapiro. Um, <laughs> uh the uh believe the song is uh or the lyrics are i'm too good for you i'm too good for you you." i don't remember anything about that song other than like the auto-tune do you believe in life out of love bar yeah the first song to crack the top 10 that had auto-tune yeah yeah and some people kind call auto tune the share effect, which I think her PR people call it the share oh, effect. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um uh the uh, for the odds, you said probably like a knife. That was wrong because I already said that one earlier. So the correct one is "Song for the Lonely," which is I mm. know the reason why we all forgive, we all forget, and I just keep believing. Okay. Do you think Cher was making a self reference? Like, do you do you think whenever she uses the word "believe" in her life is like? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't know. Um, 
And so the tens is haven't seen the last of me, which is the very sexy. I've been brought down to my knees and been pushed to a space before. Yeah. I've been brought down to my knees and I've been pushed right past the point of breaking, but I can't take it. Yeah. Haven't seen the last of me. Wouldn't that be kind of That's interesting the, if that was the last hit song she had? Yeah, well, and I don't remember that song. Like the rest of them, I remember. Like, mm-hmm. like I got you, babe. Baller hit. Gypsies, tramps, and thieves. Baller hit. If I could turn back time, fucking smash. Amazing. <laughs> Believe. Huge. Yeah. Song for the lonely. Dance my ass off to that. I was going to say, that's when I also experienced because it was in all the gay clubs. Yeah, absolutely. But that last one? I don't know. I think that's from Burlesque. The uh, flop of a movie, Burlesque. Okay. But it still made it to number one. I mean, it it worked for her, but yeah. I don't know. Interesting. Okay. (laughs) She's right. We hadn't seen the last of her because we didn't see her that time either. So, Um, okay. Should I do a real segment now or should you do stuff now? Oh, um, I mean, let's just keep talking about songs and I'll talk about okay, the song. Okay. So, uh, uh, I want to talk to you about the song that I talked about earlier. Her very first single, Ringo, I Love You. Oh, yeah. Okay. Is this Ringo Beatles? Ringo from the Beatles. That's correct. And uh, so it was her very first single recorded under the name Bonnie Joe Mason. The song was not a commercial success. And... The evidence for this is sort of tenuous at best, but the prevailing theory is that the song was rejected by many radio station programmers. They thought Cher's deep contralto vocals were actually a man singing, and Mm. they believed it was a male homosexual singing a love song to the Beatles drummer Ringo Starr. Wow. And so so when I read that, I was like, it was a whirlwind of emotions. Like, (laughs) oh my God. I mean, how how much like a man does this like what's going on there yeah. and then okay so she sounds like a dude and like so then they immediately jump to like gay love affair with Ringo Starr and yeah. it's like it's Bonnie the name on the record was Bonnie Bonnie Joe whatever but that's what a gay dude would name himself if he was trying to get a song on the radio maybe so 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 my thought was all right is it is it possible to like confuse that like how like yeah. is this just a bullshit here's the song I think she sounds so. So I think that's a homosexual man. Right? <laughs> like, <I do. laughs> it, it, it is. It is rather masculine. I think, especially for the recording style of the time, she sounds like a beetle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the the monkeys, or yeah. like an, the an, Everly family? Brother. Are they like, the same Mary? But she she sounds like a lot of 
contemporary to the time male recording yeah, artist. Yeah. I think it's also interesting. Maybe she was punching that up a little bit because the song repeatedly makes fun of Beatles songs mm. like Ringo. I want to hold your hand mm-hmm. like the Ringo, Beatles song. I would love to get inside your Ringo. <laughs> famous line from that song yeah it was in the yellow yellow submarine i think um yeah 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 anyway but just she might have anti-gay sentiment to thank for her career because that made her crash and burn and fail as bonnie joe (laughs) and uh then she moved on and sunny and Cher became a thing yeah yeah huh anyway yeah, that's a very dudish song. Yeah, yeah. Um, should I? Yeah. I want. Okay, going to completely change the gear towards uh, her LGBT, her icon status. Yeah. This is something I feel like I do whenever we talk about uh, straight people, straight cis people that, you know, are big icons. And it's like, well, you know, should they be? And we, we always have that, like, discussion. So I more wanted to just talk through, again, like, because of how... <laughs> long her career has been i'm not i just looked at a few lists compiled some things that i've found so uh the 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 vanguard award is just the who do the gays like now yes yes she won the gays (laughs) like me now (laughs) award in uh 90 something uh 98 the she received the glad vanguard award um so there was an article talking about the first time uh let's quote the first First gay man I met, I was 12 years old and I came home from school uh, and there were, <laughs> and then I didn't paste the rest of it and then it just stops there. Oh. Hold, hold please. She said more. Okay. Okay. The first gay man I met, I was 12 years old and I came home from school and there were these two guys in our living room and they were talking to my mom and her best friend. And I was like, they're so happy and excited about everything. And they were, and they were talking about so animated. And I thought these guys are much more fun than the regular men that come over to visit. And I didn't know that they were gay. I just thought these guys are great. And it just started from there, from them. Hmm. Um, and that has the, um, both interesting, like an early experience that was good for her. Like that makes sense that that could then make its way into, uh, you know, support for and among LGBT people, but also has that kind of vibe of like, Oh, I met a gay person. He was so stylish and friendly and like that kind of thing, which I don't know. I, I, I know we've talked about that and I struggle with that concept of like, it's great to have certain parts of our culture that like there are certain parts of our culture that are ingrained and, are definitely true to some level like not it's not that we're exclusively fashion designers but more likely to be and so i i just always struggle with like what what's the benefit versus challenge of those kind of stereotypes and i don't know it's it's just interesting that she had one of those early experiences yeah yeah and not too much Put a little bit of slack because it was the 50s, <laughs> right? Oh, oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like probably a, there's probably a certain amount of time where you need like, hey, hear good things about gay people. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what they are. Just we need to get something out that is a positive. So you're right. You should get far more credit. For, well, but she didn't say that in the 50s, I guess. But having that belief in the 50s, you know, very progressive. Um, She... 
this I actually think stood out the most to me out of all, all these details in 1979 um, at her Las Vegas residency, residency, she hired two drag queens to perform with her. Yeah. And one writer said that she like kicked off the drag queen, like put them into mass or popularity by doing that. Yeah. I'll see if I can find it. Did you have more about, no. about them? I, uh, I, I forget exactly where the, where the, what the source was, but, um, one of the drag queens was a Bette Midler, <laughs> and one of the drag queens was maybe a Diana Ross. Anyway, uh, uh, and, and she apparently played some Bette Midler, and whoever the other one was, damn it, I wish I could remember who the other one was. Doesn't doesn't matter, but played um, recordings of those two. Like actual singing of theirs? And apparently Sh- Cher said she thought that a lot of the audience just thought that she, she had somehow conned Bette Midler to being <laughs> on, on the stage with her. That like, like that it was the late 70s, early 80s, but that like maybe she was passing as Bette Midler <laughs> and um, that people it, were just thought, I'm in Las Vegas. Oh. Uh, I saw Cher and Bette Midler. Oh, not, not that they were like really drag queeny drag queens. Yeah, but, yeah. But I don't know. Interesting. Huh. Um, in uh, 1983, she played a lesbian in the film Silkwood. She was Oscar nominated for that role, which I didn't realize. She won her Oscar for Moonstruck, um, but she's nominated for Silkwood. Um, I think she won the Golden Globe for Silkwood. Oh, that award is really having a hard fall in the in the media these <laughs> days. <laughs> what? It's it's like uh, no network will will air the uh, Hollywood Foreign Press is getting like slammed. Oh and sure, they're not like. But everybody gets real drunk at that one. That's true. I miss it. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, I'm drinking my Halloween wine. Um, Chaz Bono came out as a lesbian at the age of 17, which is in 1995. Which I didn't realize. I I didn't. I don't know too much about Chaz Bono and his saga. Um, uh, except that he's a trans man. Like that's kind of, you know, that's been big and he was on dancing with the stars. I think um, anyway, I did not know he was outed two years before he actually came out, like by a newspaper. Like, oh, can wow. you imagine? So he, he, he came out himself at the age of 17. So at 15, I guess, or earlier or, or something, can you imagine being outed as a lesbian at the age of 15? Like that, just because you have a famous mom that yes. <laughs> and it's not even that you're, you're the one that has the public image because yeah, Man, that's that's shitty. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It really is. I can't. Oh, geez. I yeah. Um, when Chaz originally actually said both times that he came out, she actually said in a 2018 interview, "quote I didn't go through it that easily both times." Um, Uh, So it's interesting because she at the time had already, you know, become this LGBT icon status, but it's different when it's someone very close to you in your family. when Chaz came out as a lesbian, it caused Cher to feel guilt, fear, and pain. Chaz said she went, she was quite uncomfortable with the news at first and, quote, went ballistic. Uh, it was around 2008 when uh, Chaz began to transition. He had, like, a, a special, I think, in 2010, where he talked about kind of starting that process. Um, so, yeah, I, it's interesting the uh, having a family member be LGBT. It should not make you an icon, but also, and and it's also interesting that like for being an icon, ha, like you don't necessarily have to go through the real world experience of, I don't know, but I, I do think 
becoming like having having a family member gives you the opportunity to be a better closer ally to lgbt people and can lend credence to her status yeah yeah i, I what i'm what i'm chewing on is this um i think it's understandable that doesn't mean it's okay that there could be parents out there in the world who are totally on board with the gay rights totally on board with lgbt people and just don't want that for their kids yeah yeah and may handle that in different ways more or less appropriately but it it is it is it can come from a good place i think of just recognizing that this life is not easy mm-hmm. and depending on when and where you are but uh like i think parents have a natural instinct to protect their kids and they want their lives to be as easy and successful as possible and lgbt plus people have a rougher go of it and um I also think that's the the nicer wrapper around I don't want to have to deal with this personally that a lot of people put. I, I think a lot of people are, it's not about, or they may, they're like tricking themselves into believing it's because they want them to have a better life. And it's really like, this will be a challenging thing for me to tell other people sure. or explain or yeah. get to understand. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, definitely much different when I think people in general just there's a, a a fear of the unknown. And so coming to understand that there's a huge part about your child that you didn't know that that's risky. That, that can be risky. What if this person doesn't like me anymore? What if I don't like them? What, like what about it? This relationship caused them to not be able to tell me, did I do something like I can understand it's very different than like, Oh, that gay dude on the street like i like him i think even my like I think my mom when i came out knew of gay people and was like had co-worked or something and didn't really care and had said something like but it's different when it's family so yeah yeah um okay keep going uh in 1997 she was a keynote speaker for the p flag uh convention uh very soon after uh Chess came out as a lesbian. Uh, 1998, she received the Glad Vandergaard Award. Uh, she, Among her reasons she's an LGBT icon, I put she guest starred in Will and Grace twice. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, in 2018, she headlined the 40th Sydney Gay and Lesbian Mardi Gras. Uh, in September 2020, uh, she raised nearly $2 million for Joe Biden's presidential campaign at a virtual LGBTQ-themed fundraiser. Yeah, yeah. So those are just a few of the highlights. She's definitely more involved compared to other icons we've looked at more involved in the, the, the life and times of the modern queer. Like she's, yeah. she's more active. She's not just in sucking it. off the gay teat. She's like, <laughs> oh, she's, like <laughs> she's actually doing stuff. I think so. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, also, it's easier when you're famous to get a guest spot on Will and Grace and call that activism. <laughs> like yeah. for a lot of people, that would be like co- a cool job for you. Not, you know, that's not activism, but you know, so uh, of course for her, it's a little bit different. Mm. Um, uh, but one quote I wanted to read that you mentioned, there's this kind of idea of the, you know, misunderstood or female who has, you know, challenges their own life and perseveres and whatever. And honestly, I think more than any specific thing she's done, those are the things that make her 
give her this icon status, not any of the things we read. And it's always difficult for me to quantify that part of it. Or mm-hmm. um, anyway, so in one of the articles I was reading, uh, a fashion person, I never know what's called, someone in fashion that owns fashion that does fashion things. Um, a fashionista. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that sounds like, uh, Richard uh, Parsakian, uh, when talking about chair said quote i think that's why the gay community has embraced her because she's a rule breaker and a survivor and we love that the theme of my fashion show is rebirth oh this was at his fashion show i guess um and i have a quote from chair she said i've given i've had so many rebirths i should come with my own midwife by now <laughs> and i had not thought about it until i'll like, come <laughs> Oh, not, not with your midwife. Um, that, that's a full wife, not a midwife. <laughs> you need to stop at them. Anyway, um, I, I hadn't really given enough, I think, credit to the idea. We like uh, people who a lot of the, the female pop stars that we like have these kind of reinvigorate their career, completely change identity thing. And I didn't really think about it until this quote of we as gay people, when we come out, do a bit of this ourselves and and some people look down on us because they're like oh you weren't being authentic before is this the real you or now you like so the fact that we respect people that you know are able to completely change their persona also in a way that fits with their like art and what they're doing it, i yeah i just kind of made that connection and learned to appreciate that a little bit more and and connect that more to the lgbt community than i had before yeah straight people don't have the like come out i have to completely like refigure out parts of my life surely they do i'm sure other shit anyway but like that's the core part of who we are and what we have to do so yeah, yeah absolutely yeah you're, you're 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 super you're super right about um yeah all of that <laughs> you should say that to me more often i don't often get the blanket seal of mic approval <laughs> yeah um you want to talk about another song sure yeah all right. This is another song. She had a single in 1972 called The Way of Love. And I'll I'll start I'll just start with the lyrics. When you meet a boy that you like a lot and you fall in love, but he loves you not. If a flame should start as you hold him near, better keep your heart out of danger, dear, for the way of love is a way of woe. And the day may come when you'll see him go. Then what will you do when he sets you free? Just the way that you said goodbye to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you followed all of that, but according to Joe Villione from All Music, there's only two ways to read those lyrics. It's either about a woman expressing her love for another woman or a woman saying au revoir to a gay male that she loved. So uh, yeah, she's definitely. I mean, she's definitely talking to an ex. She's giving, or is she giving advice? Anyway, I'll let you hear the song real quick. It's a very weird song. When you meet a boy that you like a lot, and you fall in love, but he loves you not. If as you hold me better keep your heart out of danger dear for the way of love is a way of war and the day may come 
She sings all of that a couple more times, but um, yeah, the the last stanza like sort of drives it home for me that there's something there's something LGBT going on. <laughs> then what will you do when he sets you free, just the way that you said goodbye to me? So the the person whoever's the the actor in that the narrator is being, no no the the, the person that the narrator's speaking hmm. about the you. Yeah, they are being set free from a man and saying goodbye to her. So the way you said, but that, but it sounded like it was in the past. You said goodbye to me. So I'm going to tell you that this man's going to say goodbye to you. Hmm. I'm hearing it as like an ex that is like, uh, was broken up with and is now warning, warning them. Like, remember how you broke up with me? Like this dude's going to break up with you. Yes, but that that means that, that that person is into chicks and dudes, right? Maybe, or was gay at the time and broke up, Yeah, or is a female, or, yeah. Yeah, there's something... There's something gay about it, N- yeah. There's something gay going on, or maybe she's just <laughs> bad at pronouns, I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's 1972's The Way of Love, which, uh, at least according to some people, is impossible to read in a non-queer way yeah i wonder if that if it's um buried enough that um people didn't think about it or assumed that it must be a friend you know like okay let's say like i I was friends with you and you said goodbye to me like you you didn't stop wanting to hang out with me and then you started dating this dude like hey kyle hey mike we're gonna talk about this now oh okay i had a dream the other night that I started dating women again, uh-huh. and you got real mad. <laughs> what do you think would happen if I started dating women? Uh, I would be surprised. <laughs> I would be worried. <laughs> <laughs> what have you done with Mike? <laughs> well, just be like, you did this before, and it didn't go great. You know, like you, this is hap- we've done this before. Mm-hmm. If it was authentic, if you came to me and said, I'm dating women, uh, it would take me a little bit to change that in my head. But yeah. like, actually, like the fact that you've had sex with a woman and like didn't completely hate it, like it, there, you haven't said things that say absolutely never a woman. Like I could see you hooking up with a woman. I could, like, I, I don't know. Yeah. It wouldn't be the crazy. Eh, it'd be kind of crazy. We'd have to change the name of this podcast to buy it. Should just be a whole thing, though. <laughs> would it be good for our ratings? <laughs> oh, do something crazy. Absolutely, it would. Okay, great. <laughs> um, yeah, you got more? Sure, yeah. Let's do it. Um, oh, this is where... Okay. I Suddenly your notes make sense to you? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I put I put things in a place they don't belong. Mm-hmm. Ben Shapiro's brother. Ben Shapiro. Um, yeah. <laughs> Can share act. I don't know. Oh. I don't know that I've seen her in any, like, for any length of time. I've never, like, I don't seek her movies out. I haven't, like, watched her body of work. (laughs) There's a part of me that, like, 
I'm not proud of it. I'm just saying the, the saying stuff because that's what we do on this show. <laughs> like when I think about like she won the Academy Award for Best Actress, like that puts her in Meryl Streep category. It just makes me wonder if all the other actresses that year were shitty and one snuck past the goalie, <laughs> you know, like, and I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't think like that. I, I really, really shouldn't like she, she has, she has multiple nominations, multiple wins, Academy Awards, BAFTAs, Golden Globes. Like, yes, whether I agree or not, apparently she can. Well, <laughs> okay. I have two conflicting thoughts. One is yes. Like the, um, the saying she can't act from is like when you watch professional soccer and you're like, oh, I could play better than them. And you're like, you're not. No, you don't fucking know. You know, like you're not better. You don't. Anyway. So there, there's a part of it that kind of rejecting her ability to act is probably comes from some form of shittiness that I don't know, know what it is. Or, you know, we judge. I don't know women or singers or something. Okay. I I think Lady Gaga, um, I, I thought she was decent in, um, uh, that movie where that guy kills a himself. star is born. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I think she won because she's such a good singer and songwriter. Sure. And that's like, I, I just, and anyway, I, I think it's like, Oh, very good that you're in a movie. That's very heavy on that part. Cause the actual acting part, very good, but I didn't think it was, Anyway, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. versus so I've seen Moonstruck. It's the only film of hers I've seen. And I was surprised. I was mm. surprised. I was not expecting it. There's this like kind of thing in the back of my mind. It's like, but is she an actual good actor? I think because she's, she's such a weird person, <laughs> you know, yeah. like there's a whole thing I didn't end up doing. But there was just like Cher's Twitter is the weirdest thing ever. Really? Like, she, it's, she just says crazy things. <laughs> it's, Great. It, it was something like. Uh, when I was reading about it, someone was talking about like in a world where like authenticity is often what's gets most upvoted. She's not, she's just saying crazy shit (laughs) and it seems to work, you know? Um, Anyway. So I bring this up because there was an article in, Oh, the other side, sorry, back to my, (laughs) I took myself down a road. I didn't, I forgot where I started. Um, The other side of it is though awards are not actually the most meaningful thing in defining greatness. Like the, they are things like the Oscars are going to be people who are extremely popular and also have enough of like PR and are acceptable to win. And you know, like there's uh, so discounting some of those awards is okay. As long as you do it like across the board, not just for one person, I think sometime we should go through and just be extra cunty Mm. and decide who the least talented Academy award winner is. Oh, I mean, the ones that were most surprising. Oh, Halle Berry got a Razzie in the same year that she got a Oscar, I think. I think she was one of the few people that actually showed up to the Razzies and she brought her Oscar, which is very funny. (laughs) Um, People were surprised that Sandra Bullock won an Oscar, Matthew McConaughey. Like there's some there's some interesting folks up there. Yeah. It's like is that is Matthew McConaughey a good actor or did he just lose weight? Or does he just have abs? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Losing weight tends to be a good way to get an award if yeah. you're a male. Except the podcast awards. <laughs> I mean that uh, well, I don't know. Okay. There was an article in the Observer uh by Helen Holmes in 2019 that talked about uh, one, I thought this was a fun topic to bring up because surely it'll make someone angry. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. here here we go. Um Great. but also um 
director uh, and actor Peter Bogdanovich did an interview with Vulture. Do you know who that is? You're nodding your head. Yeah, yeah. They um, th- they work together both musically and in film. Uh, definitely in film because that's what this article is about. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Because um, somebody was like, why would you ever work with him again if it was so shitty the first time? And she was like, well, he's good at what he does. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. I know she's, oh, he, he said the worst person she's ever he's ever worked with was Cher. Yeah. Uh, f- he worked with her in the 19, I think he directed the 1985 movie mask where Cher played the mother of a teenage boy with craniodiaphyseal dysplasia. Okay. Um, and he said to Vulture quote, well, she didn't trust anyone, anybody, particularly men. She doesn't like men. That's why she's named Cher. She dropped her father's name. Sarkisian Sarkisian is it is she can't act she won best actress at Cannes because I shot her very well and she can't sustain a scene she couldn't do what Tatum O'Neill did in Paper Moon she'd start off in the right direction but then she'd go off wrong somehow very quickly so I shot a lot of close-ups of her because she's very good in close-ups her eyes have the sadness of the world you get to know her you find out if it's self-pity but still you get to know her you find out it's self-pity but still it translates well in movies I shot more close-ups of her than I think in any picture I ever made okay well yeah that's a lot of things for a person to like so uh, yeah it's interesting, Helen, in this article, pointed out she won an Academy Award not for this movie that was not close-ups. Like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. is it that she's bad or do you... What he's describing also sounds like very controlish. If she did, you know, like someone may interpret moving a different way as like, she was crazy. It's like he, she went left one time and said you know like there's lots of ways that could actually come across there's also just like bad chemistry like creatively or whatever right like you can get people who are good in the same room and have it be a disaster like yeah but he just has like this air of the fact that he brought it to she hates men like it just has this air of him like expecting women to do everything that he wants them to do. And when they don't, then they must hate men. And like saying the last name thing, it feels like, um, what are there some, I don't know. It's like uh, thinking that that's a gotcha. Like she has a last name and this is what it is. Like, it's like, that's not a, that's not as, a yeah. good of an insult you mean he... her parents didn't just name her share <laughs> I mean, yeah like it's i don't know it... show me the birth certificate share <laughs> birth or movement for share that's what you should say to ben shapiro <laughs> Why? show me the birth certificate he's in very into birth certificates oh was he part of the whole thing okay yeah. um share said as helen pointed out share said about men quote a man is not a necessity a man is a luxury uh, when asked about that, because that like kind of became a thing on its own, Cher said, my mom said to me, you know, sweetheart, one day you should settle down and marry a rich man. And I said, mom, I am a rich man. Yeah. And um, <laughs> uh, to me, that like the idea that a woman does not need 
men it can be so challenging i think especially for older men <laughs> that's a threat to their manhood that yeah. she doesn't need men that she's not doing exactly what he says like i i'm reading a lot into this no, and I don't it's think very you are. Oh, okay it's <laughs> it just is very misogynistic controlling and shitty <laughs> he's like you know she she won this award because i did such a good job at my job so um that that's more what i wanted to talk about yeah than the actual yeah i think she's a good actress yeah okay i i should see i should watch moonstruck and like report back my yeah. my findings yeah sure yeah <laughs> <laughs> we'll all wait for the update on the future episode mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so should we do it I don't know. We shared all the sharing. Okay. What? <laughs> I mean, there's so much other shit about. It's so weird to read her Wikipedia because it's most people, if they get remembered at all, will be a sentence. And she has like decades. It is, it is the longest Wikipedia article I have ever read the whole thing of. Like, <laughs> it is very, very long. And like she has every decade is a there's like a heading that's it's interesting that decades of your life would get their own sentence to describe what it is like that that clear it's like yeah it's it's very weird to think most of us no one will give a shit about and she's got like what well this decade here's what she was up to i'm trying to think of what else she did that we didn't talk about surely other shit but you know covered a lot of big big stuff yeah drag queens always impersonator yeah they do is it because part of it has to be her voice? I mean, she wears crazy outfits already and has a crazy voice. That's always fun to impersonate. And her cheekbones. I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's a she. She is distinctive looking. Is the most diplomatic <laughs> thing I can say. What's the right? least diplomatic thing you could say? It's kind of weird looking. Okay, yeah. but like that, it, it takes it takes that. I think mm. to like you can't just be generic white girl. Something yeah. about you has to stick out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right and. And it's her cheekbones. Yeah. <laughs> and she wears crazy outfits and gives zero fucks yeah. and has these awesome, like, baller gay anthems. So And she has these, like, cool lines that are fun to say. Like, yeah. <laughs> I am a rich man. I like, am a rich. like, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, we did it. Cool. Should we take a break? Let's take a share break. What does that entail, I wonder? Yeah, I'll, sh- I'll share with you later. <laughs> this is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. So are we back? We're back. <laughs> we're back. Uh, we're going to do our gayest and straightest. We're going to do our gayest and straightest. But first, our website is gayishpodcast.com. I was looking at my notes. My notes don't have this information. Our, uh, we are on Instagram, social, YouTube, Facebook. Mm-hmm. It's at Gayish Podcast. You know. You get it. <laughs> our hotline. You can send us text messages or leave us voicemails. It's 5855-GAYISH. That's 585542 Nine four seven four standard rate supply. Our email is gayishpodcast at gmail dot com, and our physical mailing address is Post Office Box one nine eight eight two, Seattle, Washington nine eight one zero nine. Um, I didn't mention um for our Patreon ten dollars and up level members, we uh, just added uh, kind of a, a fun just happy nice thing is uh you uh, will get access to your full recording of a theme song that has an extra verse so yeah. that's available to anyone at that level it features share <gasps> the second verse has share in it i definitely remembered that and that's why i brought it up <laughs> totally for sure i did just listen to it what because i was posting it but yeah totally 100 totally. for share for <laughs> um yeah gay streets 
And we'll do our gays and straightest. I'm, I can go first. Okay. So the strangest thing about me this this week is just not really liking Halloween that much. Mm-hmm. Like it gets called Gay Christmas, and I'm not anti. Like I've gone to things and I'll dress up, but like there are people, gay people, <laughs> gays, one of which may or may not work for us, <laughs> who are like obsessed with fucking Halloween. I realized on the last episode would have been the episode to mention Halloween because now it's passed for yeah. for you all listening. Like. We didn't mention Halloween. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Did we offend Dan because we didn't mention his Halloween? <laughs> He's not here this He's week. Not... Maybe that's why. <laughs> 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 he is out doing Halloween things. <laughs> he is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah. Gay Christmas is not yeah. just yeah, not my thing. Uh, the gayest thing about me this week uh, was going and watching Dune in the theater with some friends of mine. And if one of them... Uh, got up and went to the bathroom right before the part where Oscar Isaac is naked for like multiple minutes, like, like full naked. Like you don't see his ding dong, but like, (laughs) you know, creative leg placement to make sure the dick isn't seen, but like clearly very naked. Mm Mm-hmm. And I just was so sad for him. I, that's like the, gonna, the worst thing that's ever. Yeah. You're missing it. That's like when you get up, you're like, is it worth it? Am I going to miss? Can I pick a time that, where nothothing's <laughs> happening? Where, where Tim- Timothy Chalamet is just looking across the sand, doing right. nothing yeah. for a few minutes or whatever. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Yep. Um, my gayest is I bought a dress hmm. as part of my outfit for Halloween. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Didn't actually use it. Didn't actually wear it. Uh, but you know, I, that was the original plan. Sure. Um, the straightest is I did, uh, what color is the dress? Green. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> it's also a very easy Halloween costume that I was like, I can just, um, the straightest thing is that, uh, I did go out on Halloween weekend, like to not to a Halloween thing, but so I, I could have like dressed up and it would have made sense but i didn't so i just put on my nutella hoodie mm. and and then i had on like khakis so they're like brown pants so it like actually kind of look and like a couple people laughed and were like nice costume so, like, <laughs> doing the least amount of work and still getting credit for it is my straightest thing excellent yeah uh this week's listener gayest and straightest comes to us from Sater 69 on our discord server also known as our friend scott hey from the Seder Sphere podcast. Straightest, watching 49ers football with my friend Christina and her parents. Gayest, trying not to giggle uncontrollably when they announced it's National Tight End Day. <laughs> <laughs> you know who got a text from me on National Tight End Day? Bench yeah. <laughs> Oh, right. Well... And that's it. A thank you to that that tree that Sonny Bono hit when he was skiing that killed him. Cher? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Wondering which of us was going to... Did you know that's how he died? Yeah. Yeah, That's sad, right? It's very bad. It's not good for anyone. I would like to thank our Super Gap Bridgers uh, who give us money to make this happen. Thank you so much, Forrest Nail, Patrick Martin Anonymous, Explosive Lasagna, Christopher Fail, Jamie Pugh, Kevin Henderson, Tipsy McStumbles, Don- Donald Linsky, Thomas B., Dusty Sands, Chris Cachatorian, Jerome York, and Cian and Javi. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I want to thank you for it. Uh, that's Atlantis Morissette. Oh, yeah. Na, 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 na. That's it. This has been Gayish from the Chris Cacciatorian Studios. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. See you next week. See you next week. See you next week.
forget what city. That's weird. That's a weird. I didn't know that. Yeah, we're going to talk about that now. Okay, great. Do wait extensively, or can I say my super gapper juice? No, not not super extensively. Extensively, I I don't know that I want to. My Sonny Bono died in a skiing accident. Joke okay. didn't land nearly as well as I wanted I'm it sorry. to. Palm Springs. He's Mayor of Palm Springs. Really? That's the gayest thing about him. <laughs> uh, he was a congressman. Huh. He's a member of the U.S. House of Representatives from California's 44th District. Are you kidding me? Congressman Sonny Bono? We're going to do a whole episode on Sonny Bono. Great. (laughs) Um, Spoiler, doesn't end well. Um, 